WNRI's Upfront. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at 7690600. And now, let's join the Upfront panel. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome to another Upfront program. I'm Roger Bouchard. I'm here, uh, well, I was here on a uh, Monday through Friday basis, but um, but on Mondays, I've uh, given up my time to my brother, Dick, my older brother, Dick. And, um, and that's on the Monday show. And on Fridays, I give it up to John Brian. And so I'm here on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday basis. And uh, that gives me an opportunity to uh, talk to some people, including uh, somebody that we were supposed to talk to last Friday, uh, but he wasn't able to join us. And uh, that's our real estate expert, our real estate pro, Mr. Uh, Bob Martin from Crossroads Real Estate Group. How are you doing over there, Mr. Martin? Oh, very well, Roger, and yourself? Good. Well, I'll tell you, that real estate market is really something, uh, but... Um, we have uh, people who write in to the program and ask us uh, call in, ask us questions about real estate. And I have a new real estate question uh, left over from last Friday. I know that they're listening this morning. They say in their question, Mr. Bob Martin, we are selling our home in Rhode Island next month and moving out of state. We thought that it would be uh, getting a jump start in our new state and apply for our driver's license, et cetera, in the new state before our Rhode Island closing. Is that a problem? Yeah, they shouldn't do that. Um, it won't make any difference from a federal income tax standpoint because they've lived in the home. But the state of Rhode Island um, has um, a regulation, a law, if you will, so that they don't miss out on any taxes uh, so if you are an out-of-state resident selling property, you either have to file a form indicating that there is no tax due to the state of Rhode Island or that there is. If there is, they will withhold that money. And if you don't file anything uh, in anticipation of maybe you owning owing some money, they will withhold 6% of your bottom line. So if you're selling your home for 300, you pay off your mortgage, you've got uh, 100,000 left, they would withdraw, the attorney will withdraw $6,000 of that, send it to the state of Rhode Island, and that next year, 2023, when you file your 2022 non-resident income tax return with the state of Rhode Island, um, if you don't owe any money, they would give it back to you if you owe part of it. Um, you know, they just prorate it, but you, the, the money is inaccessible until you file the following year. The, the criteria that attorneys use at a closing, quite honestly, is they want to see your driver's license. So when you go to a closing, both the buyer and the seller present their driver's license, one to identify themselves, but in the case of the seller, they want to make sure that they're a resident. So, um, We've had on occasion someone has done this with, you know, with not knowing what goes on. They pop up a Florida, Oklahoma, whatever license, and the attorney has no choice at that point to say, well, it looks like you're an out-of-state resident, even though you just moved. Uh, it's a decision they can make, but usually they'll side on the error of caution, they'll ever, and uh, so uh, you could have some money withdrawn. So my advice to them is, you know, they could do whatever they want. They can buy a home in a different state, uh, whatever, but, you know, do not change your driver's license over. Uh, don't go register to vote. Um, just wait for the closing and do everything else, but you do want some proof that you are a Rhode Island resident. Uh, otherwise, you um, just put another layer of complexity in, in the closing. So for the sake of a few weeks, just keep your Rhode Island driver's license and, um, as soon as you close, then you can change it. All right. I have a, one more question for you. Got a, a minute? Uh, sure. All right. Yeah. So I was listening to, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't like to say this uh, on the radio, but just keep it between us. I was listening to a Providence radio station uh, doing a real estate program on Sunday, and the guy um, who was, uh, he's from the Warwick area. He made yeah, the statement. Yeah, <laughs> he made the statement um, that um, 
that interest rates are rising. I, I think we know that. And he said house prices continue to rise. Now, here in Northern Rhode Island, have you seen the house prices level off, or is everything still going up, up and away? They're still, they seem to be to be climbing. Of the, uh, the rate of increase has, has diminished. But again, it's a supply and demand. And uh, yesterday, I, I happened to be just, which I do regularly, scour Winsocket properties and whatnot. Um, I, if I'm correct, there were eight or nine single-family homes for sale in the city of Winsocket, as an example. Um, proportionately not many more in Cumberland or, um, or whatnot. So uh, while this supply is, is so tight, if people continue to want to buy, they are bidding against each other. Um, one of my agents yesterday, and the people are buying with their eyes open, I'm not sure they're going to get it, they bid $80,000 over the asking price. Um, eighty thousand, eighty thousand dollars over the asking price because they they really want the house. Um, you know, we advise them to look. You know, when when there is some type of an adjustment, which it will come, you could conceivably lose money if you have to sell during that period. But yes, I mean, I I, I do believe with rates continuing to increase, whether people still want to buy or not, fewer people will qualify as prices go up. Again, fewer people will qualify. Um, and you have different pockets that appear to be the people that, that seem to be more um, popular. There's still many, many offers right now um, selling rather quickly. And people are offering, over asking or putting in what we discussed I think a couple of weeks ago. Someone came in and asked what an escalator clause was. And they said, I will offer this amount. But I'm willing to pay, if there's anyone that's outbidding me, I'm willing to pay up to this amount more than anyone else up to a maximum of X dollars. So, yes, um, there's still a very much a short. There is still under a one-month supply statewide, which normal balance market, I've said before, is a six-month supply. Um, we've had a month or less, I think it was 0.95 months, um, in, in the month of, of, of April, and it continues to be a very, very, very tight um, inventory of homes. So, therefore, people that are looking, of course, if you're selling and buying, um, it's a wash. Because I always look at it as you're shifting. You're getting top dollar for your house, and, yeah, you're going to pay top dollar for another house. But if you wait for prices to come down on your buy side, your home won't be worth any more either. will be worth less. So... Um, the ones that are really paying the piper right now are, you know, the first-time homebuyers. Um, because, you know, and if they're going to live there forever, or their anticipation is for many years, then it's the home they want and they can afford the payment. Because rates, even though they're around 5%, are still relatively low historically. Um, if they can afford that payment, get a fixed-rate mortgage, it's not going to change. And, you know, they're still moving forward. We can afford this payment, and this is the home we want. So... Yes, it continues to be an extremely, extremely tight market. Thank you, Bob. Really appreciate it. You're the guy to go to for real estate information. Thank you. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Okay. Thank you, Raj. Bye-bye. Talking with, we usually talk to him on Friday, but uh, we had to juggle things around. Talking with Robert L. Martin, broker-owner, Crossroads Real Estate Group, 329 Park Avenue in Woonsocket. Been there for uh, a long, long time. They have other offices in Cumberland and Chapachet Village in Gloucester. And uh, he, um, he is our uh, guy that we ask about uh, rising uh, prices and so forth. In studio with us, before we take our break, at least we'll introduce her. Oh, let me turn her microphone on. Is um, Linda Plays. It's been a long time since I've interviewed you in your capacity as a human Services Correct. Director, City of Socket. How are you doing? Good morning, Roger. Good morning, listeners. I nice was um, watching Linda while Mr. Martin was talking, and she was thinking about selling her condo <laughs> at, a, at a high price. But then what are you going to do with all the money you make on exactly. the condo, Some right? Some of my neighbors have been selling, and they've been... Um, 
their their units have been on the market for like three or four days, and then they're they're sold, and they've made quite a bit of money. But I'm quite happy where I am. So. Okay, so uh, we. Uh, so we're not and I gonna, love Winsocket. We're so. not going to put your house for sale no, this morning. All not right. yet. Hey, we're going to chat with uh, Linda Plays. Uh, she is uh, sort of pinch hitting for the mayor this morning. She, mayor usually joins us on uh, Wednesdays after a council meeting, which is a couple of times a month. And we ask the mayor for uh, information on things that happened at the council meeting. And also, uh, we ask her um, for information outside of the council meeting. We're going to do pretty much the same with Linda Place. You were at the council meeting, so yes. uh, I know that um, I, I'm not asking you for a report on everything, sure. but I'm going to ask you for a report on a few of the things you reported on. Okay. However, before we do all that, it's break time. Now, last month, in the month of April, we were promoting the um, Good Shepherd Catholic Regional School calendar, and before that, we were doing uh, calendars uh, for other charities uh, in the area. And now it's time for the Rotary Club to come back with Project Charities. This is that $3,000 giveaway. JR, tell us about it. The Woonsocket Rotary Club takes great pride in welcoming you to the 2022 Project Charities Raffle. 100% of the profit is to support Woonsocket Rotary Club Charities, and winning tickets will be drawn on Tuesday, June 7th at 6.30 p.m. at Kay's Restaurant, 1013 Cass Ave, right here in the great city. A maximum of 400 tickets will be sold for $50 each, and ticket holders are eligible for grand prize of $3,000. Second prize of $1,000. Third prize of $500, as well as five prizes, each of $50. Winners will be announced at 8 p.m. on WNRI, 1380 a.m. and 99.9 FM. Attendance is not required to win, so get your tickets here at WNRI Radio. Some of the local great organizations supported by the Rotary Club include the Museum of Working Culture, St. Anne's Art and Cultural Center, the Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, and the Milk Fund. Seven-day-a-week dining at Grumpy's. Quality dining, casual dining. Remember, we have luncheons Monday through Friday, starting at noontime, $5.99 and up. And then Monday through Thursday, our $10 dinner special starting at 4 p.m. You might find baked manicotti on the menu, or honey jack chicken, or our special oven-baked meatloaf. Monday through Thursday, $10 dinner special starting at 4 at Grumpy's. Or you can select from our regular menu with so many choices. And our kitchen is open on Friday and Saturday night till midnight for your convenience. So, for quality dining, come on into Grumpy's Restaurant, holding our prices during these inflationary times. Pulaski Boulevard, South Bellingham, Massachusetts. Yeah, Grumpy's will be open today for lunch at uh, noontime. They have uh, $5.99 dinner specials, as that gentleman uh, said in the commercial. What a good voice he has. I love my voice. Now, also, I want to mention that they have those $10 dinner specials Monday through Thursday, and you never know what's going to show up on that menu. Hey, Grumpy's, good place. Scott McGee of REMAX Properties brings his years of real estate experience to you, whether buying or selling. Check out this property currently on the market from the McGee team. All right, we've got a nice uh, piece of property on uh, Hampton Road, Hanton Road in North Smithfield. And uh, it's up there in price, but what a nice piece of property. On the other hand, six eighty-five. We're looking for four bedrooms, two and a half baths, lots of living space, twenty-four thirty-two square feet. It's a colonial, nicely settled on an acre of land. It's a one-owner home featuring open, spacious floor plan, designed by an architect for his growing family. So you know it was put together in the right way. Now, they have a southwest-facing. Uh, that's where the windows uh, look to the southwest and keep plenty of natural light flowing on the main level of the house, which features a large living room with gas, fireplace, multiple sets of French doors open to a screened-in porch, which sits amidst a mature pine tree, a lot of uh, pine trees. It's really a nice-looking piece of property. Scott McGee would like to show it to you. Here's his number to call. 639-2906, 639-2906, Scott McGee, your real estate guy. Mother's Day is um, Sunday, and one more message before we uh, chat a little bit with Linda Plays. And that's B. Lou Flowers right down the street from the radio station, 
And we've got all kinds of spring flowers that uh, might be uh, nice for mom to present. We also have some nice indoor dish gardens that she may like. Hanging plants galore. As a matter of fact, we've got a lot of stuff. Like, for instance, 60 varieties of what they call cold crops. These are things that can be planted right now no matter what the weather is outside. Uh, the uh, hardy cold crops are like cabbage and uh, beets and lettuce. They can, uh, they can take the brutality of uh, some cool nights during the springtime. And we also have a lot of tomato plants. But they need an enclosed area right now because they don't know what the weather will be tonight. Again, and uh, we've got like 20 different varieties of tomato plants. I didn't realize that they came in so many varieties. Just give me a native tomato in the summertime and I'm happy. And we have a lot of flowers too, like violas, uh, Dusty Miller's snapdragons, just to mention a few. And a lot of new arrivals daily at Bilu Flowers 665, Diamond Hill Road, right here in Woonsocket, Rhode Island. And I hope you'll stop into Bilo's. Um, how about today, huh? You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. Hi, everybody. Hi, Linda. Good morning. Good morning, Roger. Good morning, listeners. It's a talk show. So, therefore, if you would like to ask a question of uh, Linda Plays or make a comment about uh, something, you can talk about anything. That doesn't mean Linda will uh, comment about it because... um, uh, she wants to continue to be gainfully employed, right? And you don't want to say the wrong thing or I step lo- on the wrong feet, right? I love my job. I love um, doing what I do every single day. So. Which leads me to um, when did you get the job and uh, and how has the job changed from the year you're going to announce the time you got the job to um, 2022 and throw in COVID in between? Oh, that's so when of, did you join us? So I was appointed by Mayor Baldelli Hunt in December of 2013. Um, Almost 10 years, huh? Yes, it's been a long time. I think I'm actually probably the longest serving human services director. Um, I love what I do, but the job has changed through the years. Um, there are a lot of people in need, and every single day... No matter what day it is, it could be uh, a Saturday or a Sunday, there's always something that needs to be addressed with one of our residents in one socket. It can be a small issue. It can be a large issue. Um, if there's a fire after, after Red Cross goes out and, and deals with the situation, then I come in to try to help with a long-term plan and a short-term term plan for people that are looking for housing if they were displaced. So you always have to make sure that you maintain relationships with people, um, especially some, some landlords, because people are, are not always able to go back to their homes, and you can't keep them in a motel for a prolonged um, time, so it gets quite costly. Linda, uh, you know how we have uh, was a speed dial. You, I don't know if you have speed dial on your phone, but who are your speed dial contacts? And uh, I'm going to make a few uh, recommendations. Do we still deal with the Red Cross? Uh, do we still deal with uh, Community Care Alliance? Do we still deal with um, Thunder Mist? Who who do you call? Because um, it's not like uh, you have the accommodations for somebody who's been burned out overnight. So we do deal with Red Cross, and I'll use this as an example. If you remember um, a few months back, or maybe not even that far back, there was a major gas leak. um, On Cumberland Hill Road? On Cumberland Hill Road, and there were people that were staying um, in the area that weren't able to stay. So we were able, through our public safety officials, Chief Shatrar, um, Public Safety Director Gillette, we set up a temporary shelter to try to figure out how long it was going to take for us to keep these people, these residents there, and would that also include an overnight stay somewhere? So, so something like that is very fluid, and things change very, very quickly, and sometimes things aren't as, as, as they don't happen as fast as you'd like them. So it was something that we monitored through the chief and the director um, to see how long we were going to have to keep people. We actually did end up setting up a shelter at the um, Holy Trinity Church where we had all our um, our booster shots and all of the and, uh, immunizations for the COVID clinics 
And the Red Cross came out. They had cots. They brought water. They brought granola bars and things like that. So they are very helpful. They are on my speed dial. I do maintain um, contact with them. Um, it, every incident, whether it's, it's a big house fire or something like that, I do get a text message and an email just letting me know that there's something going on. So where are they located? Do they have a Woonsocket uh, setting or do they? They are Providence. in Providence. Uh-huh. They are in Providence and they're a volunteer group. So they have, there's a main point of contact. So there's a lead program manager and then he, ha- he or she calls in the team and they can be living in Rumford. They can be in East Providence. They can be in Woonsocket. He calls them all together, lets them know there's an incident and then they come out here. So, All right. So, uh, what else do you do, or, or do you want me to lead you into what I think you do? <laughs> uh, one of the things um, that uh, we're going to have a whole bunch of topics uh, to talk about, but I do encourage people. Again, it's a talk show. So if there's something you want to ask of Linda, please uh, feel free to call in. Now, um, now I saw your name associated with uh, the Woonsocket Motoring, Vouchers, Homeless people, city council allocation of um, American uh, rescue funds and so forth. Um, so are you still putting people in the Woonsocket Motor in? How many did you put in? How did it work? Um, and how much money did you spend? So, uh, tell us about the program. You're on, Linda. Okay, so in December, the city council allocated $70,000 um, of ARPA funds to be used for winter homeless sheltering. So once that was in place, the program began on January 1st. January 1st was a Saturday, and it was New Year's Day. What had happened was individuals had contacted the office, and at that time, I needed to look through the list of individuals and go through the list to find the most chronically homeless, the most medically fragile individuals that I would be able to place utilizing those rooms. I want to know. Somebody says to you, I don't believe there's anybody homeless in Woonsocket. What do you say to them? There are individuals that are homeless in Woonsocket, but I can assure you that the individuals that I've been working with, and, uh, and I call it casework. I've never done casework before because I'm not a social worker. But the individuals that I worked with, in the beginning, I was very upfront with them and asked them if they wanted to go back to living that lifestyle and most of them indicated they did not so what we did was i worked with them with job placement i worked with them um they're older individuals we had older individuals living in their vehicles and every single one of them has a different story about how they got to where they were one of the clients did tell me that she couldn't believe that someone actually cared um so it the benefit of the program far outweighs um, everything that we could have possibly done. It's still ongoing. The council did um, extend this program because there were some monies that, that weren't used because we didn't have the full 10 rooms in the beginning, and that was nothing to do with the city on our part. It was because the, the motel didn't have the rooms available. So we do have some extra funding. And everyone will be out of that program on May 28th. So Saturday, May 28th, will be the last day. Linda Place, what has being human services director done for you personally? When you look at Linda Place 10 years ago, the person, and Linda Place uh, in 2022, are you another person? Has, uh, has it sensitized you or desensitized you? I, th- I think a little of both. It makes me very aware of what I have in my life personally and what I see individuals have and and I put myself in their shoes and I understand what they've been through um, I, I'll use this as an example I was a single mom I raised two boys pretty much on on my own I worked seven days a week I used to waitress was when I wasn't working at City Hall um, just to make ends meet and to make sure that they had you know a good life and they're both college graduates. They're, they're both, you know, flourishing in their careers. They have um, wonderful partners in their lives and girlfriends. And, and I think um, looking back, I wouldn't change a thing. I've been working for the city over 20 years. And it's truly been 
a blessing and an honor for me to serve the residents of Woonsocket. And I truly take what I do home. I don't leave it at, at 5 o'clock at night. I go home and I, I called a, a woman the other night that called me and she couldn't believe that I was calling her after work hours. And it was because she had an issue that needed to be dealt with right then and there. So, I want to talk about homeless for a second. Sure. So, um, I hate to put you on the spot, but do we have a uh, hundred or less homeless people in Woonsocket or more? Right? You know, I just a, an, an estimate. You would be of of all people probably one of the few people to really know a general answer. So sometimes it's hard to gauge because we have people that come and go, um, and sometimes you see people walking out on the, on the street somewhere and you think you can identify them as being homeless, but it's very difficult to do. Um, you just can't look at someone and say that's a homeless person. So many times when I see a new face out there, I will um, kind of maintain going around in that area and see if they're, they're still out there. Sometimes I'll engage with them. It all depends. Um, I work with, there's a team at Thundermist that deals with specific homeless issues and medical issues and we used to have a weekly conference call about these individuals and and how we could get them to get behavioral health care and, and to get um, medical if they needed it so there are there are people and programs out there for these individuals I'll be honest with you there's a very very small percentage of people that do not want help and that's that's not just in one socket, it's, it's nationwide. We also work very, very well with Harvest Community Men's Shelter, Pastor Steve Bacon. He has an incredible program. Unfortunately, that program has ended a couple weeks ago, so the men um, are no longer staying at the shelter. But he is a great resource for me, and we, we talk almost weekly about individuals and have you seen this person and do you know where that person is? So... Um, it, it's good to maintain those relationships. Assistant Pastor Bacon uh, really uh, is a good guy. <laughs> he really is. Right. He really is. Uh, you're on the Upfront program, and we're talking with Linda Plays, uh, Human Services Director, 2013, and going forward uh, into the future. So uh, you talked about, uh, before we leave the subject of homeless, you talked about those who... Well, frankly, Roger, uh, there are some that just want to stay homeless, right? Mm -hmm. uh, are they happy doing that? Uh, I mean, uh, 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 can you, like, reflect a little bit on that decision of uh, why they would uh, like to do that? Uh, is it a free, carefree uh, lifestyle? Uh, is it a lot of fun? Well, think about if, if you, Roger, was sleeping outside in a tent in the middle of... December. It's quite cold out. Yeah. It's quite uncomfortable out there. Um, so I think that, that maybe these individuals have some challenges that, again, we need to continue working with them. And if they do want the help, the help is out there for them. The, resource are, the resources are out there to help individuals. So when somebody uh, has a, a problem in Woonsocket, uh, is maybe a uh, is it a good place to start with you? I mean, you're basically a one-man operation. Uh, one, one woman. woman. Right. A one-woman operation. <clears throat> Do they start with you and then you <clears throat> look at your speed dial, you look at your index cards, if there is such a thing anymore, and say, where can I direct this person? And do you have a little budget uh, that uh, the city council gives you to, um, to you know, do something directly instead of refer to another agency? So I am very fortunate to have the ability to use some displacement money for individuals that may be temporary, temporarily displaced. The first thing when I do get calls, I make sure that there's a registry in the state of Rhode Island. There's a portal called Coordinated Entry. Every single person in the state of Rhode Island that is looking for shelter space needs to go through that portal now. It used to be you could call your local CAP agency or call somebody in the community that, that you lived at, but I think it's a great tool. So you call there, you get a number, you're assigned a number, and you can call back and find out what my status is. You will not, if, you, if you're calling from Woonsocket, you will not be guaranteed to be placed in Woonsocket. More than likely, you'll be placed in a shelter and 
Providence or uh, Cranston or Johnston or another community, not necessarily in Woonsocket. Human services is different than human resources. Right? Correct. <laughs> I do get a lot of the human resource calls, and I, um, I always want to, I, I kind of joke with Mark Ferguson, who's the human resource director, mm -hmm. and I always tell people he hires people and I help people. So that's, the, that's how we delineate uh, what each of us do. We're going to be back in a moment. We're going to talk about, um, about some of the other jobs that you have to do. Uh, for, because it's not just human. Well, actually, summer concerts are human services, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. <laughs> I think you got a few of those coming I up. I do, right? we uh, do. We yeah. have some classic car shows yeah, coming yeah. up. Yeah, well, we'll uh, chat a little bit about that. We'll chat about the, uh, the senior center for a little bit. And uh, we'll uh, chat about anything you want to talk about. We have the pleasure of having in studio with us today, Linda Plays, Human Services Director, City of Woonsocket. And we'll chat more with her and her job after we check in with Kay Kosher, Certified Public Accountants. Kay Kosher, your accounting, financial planning, tax preparation, and business consulting services of Woonsocket and Warwick. 600 Cass Avenue, Woonsocket, Jefferson Boulevard, and Warwick. Call us locally at 766-8100. Remember, outside of the tax season, we do planning for business, individuals, and families. We're Kay Kosher. We're certified public accountants. Again, our local number, 766-8100. And remember, having Kay Kosher to consult with on your personal financial situation is like having Having all the right answers. The go-to place for authentic Italian dining is Savini's Pomodoro Italian Kitchen and Bar. Over 20 Italian dishes made to order from our menu or experience our Sicilian-style pizza. Build your own while you choose from your veggies, meats, and cheeses. And, of course, our traditional family-style chicken dinner is offered every day. Savini's Pomodoro on Rathbun Street with affordable accommodations for weddings, birthdays, anniversaries, and business meetings. Close Mondays open Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 4, Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays at noon. For reservations, call 762-5114. That's 762-5114. Savini's Pomodoro Italian Kitchen and Bar, 476 Rathbun Street, Woonsocket. Inviting you to join us at our family-owned businesses, Savini's or Ciro's. Perfect for any event. Soup and salad bar now available, and Papa Savini's famous roasted chicken and noodle soup, also available by the 32-ounce jar to take home at Savini's Pomodoro. Nice menus, too, for Mother's Day at Savini's Pomodoro Italian Kitchen and Bar. You don't have to wait till Mother's Day. Uh, today is Wednesday. They open at 4 this afternoon. You can go over there at 4. I highly recommend the eggplant parmesan uh, because I like eggplant parmesan. And they do a nice job on it at Savini's Pomodoro Italian Kitchen and Bar. All right, I think I have one more advertisement in this segment here, and then we'll uh, chat. Uh, we're going to talk about um, a parade, but it's not in Woonsocket, but Woonsocket's participating. We'll chat uh, with Linda about that. But right now we're going to talk about wine and buying it inexpensively. Imagine two, dollars, uh, two, two bottles of wine for $10. But uh, this has been sort of like a standard thing at Champs Liquors uh, for Keyway. We carry a couple of brands. And people come in and, and they can get an inexpensive but delicious tasting wine for five bucks, two for ten. Champs Liquors for Keyway. 481 Clinton Street, Woonsocket, still featuring flip-flop wines. A California winery that has crafted a variety of wines that are fun, fruit-flavored, with amazing taste. Listen to what we have. Two bottles of flip-flop wine for $10, including Cabernet Sauvignon, Merlot, Pink Moscato, Regular Moscato, Chardonnay, and Pinot Grigio. Again, two bottles for $10, mix and match. And our newest wine edition comes from Italy. Check out the Stella Rosa collection. It's a semi-sweet wine offered in a variety of tastes, including peach, blackberry, blueberry, watermelon, and green apple to mention a few, and affordably priced at $11.99 or $12.99. Goes well with a wide range of appetizers, entrees, and desserts. And yes, we continue the best price in town on Bud or Bud Light for open daily, 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. For a great selection of beer and wine and spirits, you can count on Champs Liquors, 481 Clinton Street. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. 
Now, let's get back to the panel. Hey, the panel has reconvened. Pinch hitting today for the mayor uh, is um, Linda Plays. And uh, you work in City Hall. What floor are you on? Uh, my office is on the fourth floor. Okay. That's where you can find Linda if you need to uh, chat with her. More often than not, though, I go down and meet people in one of the conference rooms or something. So mm -hmm. we're comfortable talking down there. So Let's talk about the parade. Sure. There's a big parade Saturday, but it's not a Winsocket parade. It's a North Midfield parade, the 150th anniversary. So, therefore, uh, Winsocket, uh, who has been friendly, especially during COVID, remember when we had the the uh, vaccination clinics, and we included North Smithfield in there. And uh, Chief Shatro being from North Smithfield, uh, there's a good tie-in. I think it's good to have good relationships with North Smithfield. So tell us how Woonsocket and North Smithfield are coming together on Saturday. So the mayor received an email from somebody in North Smithfield, I believe might have been the, the town council president, telling them that North Smithfield was celebrating their 150th anniversary on May 7th and asked if the city of Winsocket wanted to participate. So we, we talked about it, and I'm not sure if you know this, Roger, but I have a little bit of parade experience. So I said to the mayor, I'd be happy to try to put something together, and we would all work together uh, with the chiefs and the directors to try to come up with a really good division, um, a, a good representation of, of individuals in Winsocket. So we have our own division. It's Division 3. And we'll be lining up on Central Street on Saturday. We've been looking at the forecast of the weather starting to change. It looks it looks better. It's it should be a nice, beautiful day, about fifty six degrees and, and sunny. So a great day for a parade. This two mile parade. We we invite all our, our residents to Winsocket to please come and join us because the parade route is two miles long. So you'll have plenty of places to to park your chair and, and to watch your um not only our, our neighbors in Smithfield, but you'll also see the city of Winsocket it shine so we're happy to do that do we have a float we do have a float so we have um at the beginning of the parade if you don't mind if i, I go through the lineup um we have our windsocket police and fire honor guards we have our chiefs our public safety director gillette we have chief thomas oates and we have chief paul shatra we have um a canine so we'll have one of the canines in the parade for people to see if you're not familiar with um some communities have canines. Some people have comfort dogs. I believe No Smithfield has a comfort dog called Liberty, but we have a canine that's um, handled by one of our police officers, so that canine will be in the parade. We also have Mayor Baldelli Hunt, who will be with Mayor Charles Lombardi, because um, North, Smith, uh, North Providence wanted to participate, but they didn't have enough people to put a division themselves. So Mayor Lombardi will be there, as well as Smithfield Town Manager Randy Rossi. Um, so they'll be walking with the mayor. We have Council President Gendron, Councilman Knoyer, and Representative Steve Casey, as well as Councilwoman Gonzalez. All right. At the council meeting the other night, uh, Mr. Knoyer uh, explained that he was a native of uh, North Smithfield, brought up in North Smithfield. And uh, also, I think uh, John Ward mentioned at the council meeting that his first six years of life was in North Smithfield. So uh, we have... Uh, the North Smithfield connection, I guess you could say. We do. Did you ever live in North Smithfield? I did not. I've oh. lived in Winsocket my whole life. Okay. Local <laughs> woman makes good. Yes. So we have our veterans, and that will be led by May, uh, Mr. Richard Fazio and Mr. Eugene Pelliquin. So we have a veteran from Winsocket, Mr. Richard Fazio, and Mr. Pelliquin, who will also be in the parade. He's from North Smithfield. They're the best of friends. They talk daily, and um, we're so happy to have them with us, as well as our United Veterans Council, who will be walking and riding. We're going to have Sparky the Fire Dog. We have walkers from the Mayor's Health and Wellness Club, so they'll be walking the route, and anybody that's interested in joining that um, can call Coach George Briggs at 766-4908. That, you don't have to have any athletic ability. You just show up, you walk at your own pace. That's at World War II Veterans Memorial Park. And also the Cornhole League is starting on Tuesdays and Wednesdays at Boulay Field. So please give Coach george a call and he'd be more than happy to um give you all the times that you can go there to join them do you it, know coach uh, briggs you i do him? yeah you Very, say hello to him we went I to will. high school together i will 
Right. I, I talk to him pretty frequently, I know he looked too. much younger than he does. He's but, a very, um, very nice man. Very yeah, nice man. Yeah, he was a good guy back then. So we're happy to have him part of that program. Also, we have the Monroe Deary Band, which are local musicians, Emily Lisker and Bill Calhoun. We are promoting our classic cars. So we're going to have about um, 10 classic cars promoting the Monday Night Classic Car Shows, which we will be doing starting in June in Market Square. So... Every other Monday night, so the second and fourth Monday night of the month, June, July, August, September, make sure you're there. It's a great night. It doesn't cost anything. Come down, see your friends. We'll have music, live music, and we'll have food trucks. So it, it will sal- satisfy every palate, I can assure you. So I've been working with Liz Kerrigan, who is the park superintendent on that. And we put a lot of effort into making sure that our residents have something to do in the summer. And it doesn't cost anything to go down. So Market Square Mondays, classic car night. First night, uh, first date of the first uh classic car show do you have uh, there's a calendar right on the official WNRI wall I will check wall. it when we have a break how's oh, that right. I don't know it off the top of my head well that's okay I got you on one question anyway there you go Anything else you want to mention about that parade? Yeah, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna wrap it up and, and let you know who we have. Um, we also have the rate the Rise Prep Mayoral Academy. So we'll have some scholars walking with parents, and they're gonna have some flags and kazoo's. We have Max from Resource Recovery, and uh, I got a, a text message the other day from the current general chairwoman of Autumn Fest. Judy Sullivan, and she asked if it was too late if they could be in the in the parade, and we said absolutely not. We would love to have them, so we'll be seeing members of the Autumn Fest committee marching in the North Smithfield parade. So that'll be that'll be great, and that'll be fun. That sounds like a long division for Woonsocket. It's a big division. We have our own street. <laughs> Everybody else has, um, you know, their staging areas kind of all together, but Woonsocket has their own street, and we are access, accessing it through Millville, so through um, 122 North to Central Street in Millville, take a right, uh, left at the lights, and then head on to North Smithfield Central Street. That's the back way in. And uh, Parade starts great. at 10 a.m., um, but they are closing the road down. There is a shuttle service, so if anybody would like to come and park um, before the parade, or if you, if you set up, you know, on, um, on Victory Highway and you, you park somewhere else, but there are shuttles that will be taking people to... Um, to their their spots and it, it should be great so thank you for filling us in on the parade and also on the summer cruise nights we'll have the date of the uh, summer cruise nights when it officially begins sometime by the end of the day i will get that <laughs> to you i promise <laughs> all right um now do you have a pair of earphones there uh, i do yeah, could sure. you could you put those on? Of course. And uh, see if you can hear Roger in there. I'm testing. One, two, three. Uh, am I too loud? No, I can hear you. Okay, good. reason I'm asking you to do that is uh, let's say, see what you have to say. Do you have a question for Linda? I, I have a thank you. Thank you. All right. Uh, listen, I, I we were overjoyed at Monday's night town council meeting where John, President John Beauregard, who's a Woonsocket native, uh, was so excited and so was mr keen president of the um historical society uh, about the enthusiasm shown by one socket they couldn't believe you know in a short while uh what one socket did and uh it just shows people northern rhode island is not down and out but getting bigger and better working as a team all right thank you and i thank you miss place and everyone that's cooperating Appreciate that. We appreciate it. Thank you, Nuss Have a good day. Bye. You too. Good day to you, too. Thank you. All right. Uh, the Senior Center, I know you don't want to talk about this, but I'll uh, talk a little bit about it. So uh, I think uh, some people should know, because it's clearly misunderstood by a lot of people, that when you go to the Senior Center on Social Street, there are two entities uh, involved there. There's uh, the people that run the Senior Center. That's called Aging Well. Is, would that be accurate? Yes. Yeah. And then uh, there's um, a city agency, uh, so to speak, uh, called the Woonsocket Senior Center Board of Directors that administers the building. What does that board of directors do uh, from uh, looking at the agenda of that, that thing? Well, it looks, it looks like they, they pay bills. Or... So the city of Woonsocket owns the senior center at 84 Social Street. 
many years ago, we went out for a primary service provider to provide services for the seniors in the activities in the building. The City of Woonsocket has a, a lease agreement with Senior Services, Inc., and the City of Woonsocket oversees the bills and, and pays the bills and... and um, things like that if the, if the heat needs to be addressed or something like that we put in a brand new roof um, we just put in some ADA compliant doors we put new awnings on the building um, it, it's it's a it's a building that was retrofitted it used to be if you remember from years ago it was save right so it was a retail store do I remember and um, we we do our best to um, to make sure that our seniors do have somewhere to go there are activities there there's um, there's daily lunch and during the pandemic it came in quite handy for us because we did a lot of food distributions thousands of hours of food distributions um, from the senior center and that's where we set up so if, if you want to go back to the pandemic because I know we talked about it in 2020 um, Governor Raimondo at the time had every single community have to come up with a food plan for seniors so we worked with the Office of Healthy Aging to come up with a food plan and it had to be something that was done and sent to them within 24 hours so I remember going into City Hall on a Saturday trying to come up with numbers and thinking how many people are living in their homes, seniors, and trying to incorporate a number to try to identify how many people that we would have to bring food to that weren't able to get out. So the seniors living in their high-rises and seniors living in their own homes and apartments. And we, we hit the mark. We came up with um, a number. And it was a Herculean effort, um, starting from the mayor to our public safety officials and, and everyone through myself. It was a seven-day operation um, to get food to people. Another aspect of that was Meals on Wheels. So Meals on Wheels was um, brought in a little bit later into the um, program. And that was a seven-day operation. And that was me that was bringing food to people. And the good thing about that, if there's anything good that came out of it, was me making friends and relationships with seniors that I probably would have never crossed paths with. And that's a good thing. I still maintain some conversations with them and check on them to see how they're doing. So so back to the building for the general public's knowledge. The people walking around the building and uh, running programs work for a uh, private uh, nonprofit uh, agency called Aging Well. And they rent the building or lease it from the city of Woonsocket, right? Correct. How much do they pay for that? They pay a dollar a year. Uh, a dollar. All right. They pay a dollar, but uh, on the other hand, they populate the senior center and run the programs. The city of Woonsocket pays all the bills, the heating bill, the gas bill, repairs, ADA compliance, stuff mm -hmm. like that. How much, how much does the city of Woonsocket give? to uh, carry out that um, that program. So that budget is through my department. It is $50,000. Mm -hmm. And of course, uh, there's a, a senior center board of directors and there's a very, very capable chairman yes. right, of that uh, group. And there are other members of that group too. Anyway, so they meet once a month and uh, pay the bills and um, and if there's uh, anybody can go to that meeting right correct uh, it is open put it on is the open website to the public. of it's, mm -hmm. it's it we do follow open meetings laws so people are are invited to attend those meetings sometimes we do get public um, comment and people come to the meetings mm -hmm. I know that the other night at the council meeting there was a question about um, some work that was being done it's ongoing and um, I'm on top of it I've been on top of it with Tom Kobach obviously it's um, it's some concrete work, and you have to be very cognizant of what the weather is. You just can't pour concrete if it's below a certain temperature. But it is ongoing, and we do uh, make sure that that building is, is there for our seniors. So, Almost out of time. I know the time flew by, as the song goes, how the time flies when I'm near you. Now, do you, is there anything I missed in terms of topics? I do want to talk about one more fun thing, because... Um, Sometimes life can get a little heavy. The city is also doing their Independence Day fireworks event, um, which will be on July 3rd at World War II Memorial Park. Again, Liz Kerrigan and I um, will partner doing that. And the rain date is July 5th. So we always schedule for July 3rd. July 5th is always the rain date. We'll have a 
uh, a ton of food trucks. I know we've already done um, a lot of outreach. So a lot of food trucks seems to be the really cool in thing for people to go to have a uh, uh, bring your chair, bring your blankets and, and make a day of it. We start early enough so you can get there early enough to get some food and uh, we'll have some bands and it should be a great night. So put that on your calendar, July 3rd. You're still working on the program. Correct. In terms of uh, bands and stuff like yes. that. More to come. More to come and we'll be happy to come and talk about that as we get closer to that we'll event. We'll be more than happy to have you here. Well, Linda, I, I think we have a better idea of what you do. I think uh, you keep yourself busy, right? Absolutely. If right. anybody needs to reach me directly, my number is 767-9282. Her name is Linda Play. She's Human Services, Services Director, Director at uh, Woonsocket City Government. And uh, thanks for being on the program with us. Thank you for having me. Okay. Time out for the Roast House. Let's meet for lunch or dinner at the Roast House. Their menu offers something for everyone. Seafood and chicken, roasts, steaks, and chops. Appetizers and their rotation of the heartiest soups in the area. Open Sunday through Thursday, 1130 to 9. Friday and Saturday, 1130 to 10 p.m. Now, here are some of the delicious choices awaiting you at the Roast House. Hey, there are always uh, great luncheon specials uh, at the Roast House. Do you like a tuna melt? sandwich huh i love those uh and we have them at the roast house if you'd like and uh, they also have what we call the tuna salad melt uh, which is uh, uh what i have uh, it's the bread buttered and grilled and then stuffed with tuna salad and then american cheese but i always ask for provolone and then you get a side i always ask for coleslaw and then you get a deli uh pickle spear Eight ninety nine is part of the um, luncheon menu over at um, the Roast House Restaurant, and they are in Blackstone, Massachusetts, and they're very very nice people. One more ad here, and it's for the Honey Shop on Park Avenue, uh, Park yeah, thirteen hundred Park Avenue. I almost forgot the address. I don't know why. I love the place. They have all kinds of things in there. Uh, are you on a keto diet? They have a keto department. As a matter of fact, if you want to talk low carbohydrates and low sugar and things like that, you can begin a discussion uh, with us at the Honey Shop about that topic. Kathy would be more than happy to chat with you. And uh, so if you're looking for the perfect gift, uh, we have a wide range of gourmet gift baskets and uh, hand, handcrafted jewelry, essential oils, fragrance oils, skin products. And, of course, if you love food, you'll love us. Honey, we've got all kinds of honey, too. And also, all kinds of work classes, too, coming up uh, in, the, uh, in the next uh, few weeks, including uh, beer making and foraging excursion and wine making classes. We are the Honey Shop, 1300 Park Avenue. Want any information on those workshops? 766-1488, 766-1488 for the Honey Shop. We are at Upper Park Avenue.